we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Quiri cast with Larry Quiri Rai. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's such a pleasure being with you for yet another episode of the Criticast. Yes, I'm back, but yeah, 197 is the episode right now, and we really need to get to 200. I've been on 191 on June something or the other, and the last time we had an episode was like a month ago. It's getting ridiculous, like seriously, but there's some stuff that's happening. I'm going to tell you about it. In another episode in, uh, later in this week. But uh, yeah, I'm going to make it an own episode. I'm going to incubate that episode. <laughs> but in the second part of this episode, we're going to talk about... Um, I say, ask a couple of people, uh, you know, what would you like us to focus more on since the elections are done? So I've got a couple of voices coming in. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about some of the things that you need to have a chat with your partner about when they, you know, and how to deal with this. So if she asks you, for example, how many partners have you had? What is she really asking? But uh, going into our topic for today, first couple of topics for today, uh, cholera outbreak is the biggest story, of course, in Zimbabwe right now. 31 Zimbabweans have died. And it's sad. 31 fellow citizens have died of a disease that we really shouldn't have people dying from. And cholera being a medieval disease, as is often said, is essentially people drinking or eating food that's got fecal matter. They're eating shit. And that's just unacceptable. Look, the, the positive side, I know everybody's looking at it like, oh, what do you mean the positive side? In 2008, which is 10 years ago, uh, the death toll was... Uh, about 4,000, was it? 4,000, 5,000 or something like that. 100,000 people were affected. So it, the response is a lot better. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to say, give credit where it's due. It's, it's been a better response. But if you, you know, juxtapose it against the fact that when Strive Masiwa, the owner of, of uh, Ignat Wireless, the founder of Ignat Wireless, uh, gave $10 million to the fight against cholera, you found out that there was a person from or a couple of persons from the city council of Harare who decided to uh, bump up the price of gloves from $3 to $65. That is essentially a jump of about 22 times the price. You wondered how this can be something that someone can think of and what other gross dereliction of duty was taking place that resulted in this sort of thing taking place. It means that clean instead of getting clean water... At a, at a fair price. Someone was bumping up the price and therefore we couldn't afford to clean the water in Arare. This is just me, you know, just guessing. I don't know. But anyway, if you want to suggest, uh, uh, rather um, support the work that's taking place and as far as the fight against cholera, just go out, uh, go and have the, in fact, just go to Twitter and look for the hashtag cholera awareness. You can also go to your nearest uh, district um, hospital, they, they can give you directions as to what's happening. You're going to go to the Ministry of Health. Uh, there's also churches and so forth that are, that are taking, uh, taking part 
in awareness. Uh, I know there's an EcoCash number. I'll try and find it and give it to you right at the end of the show. An EcoCash number that you can contribute money towards, uh, to contribute towards the funds. You can say that if for every dollar that's given, they match another dollar. But there are all sorts of organizations that are taking part in the effort to fight against cholera. So, yeah, you can get involved in helping fellow citizens survive. Uh, but also other news that happened this week, there have been bus accidents after bus accidents. Uh, in, in the NTK bus in South Africa, did you hear about that? In Polokwane. And some people are saying the problem is perhaps that, uh, I would, without corroborating this, this is what I'm hearing by somebody, saying that uh, this was a Harare Johannesburg bus that was traveling. And it had an accident, the driver lost control, and uh, 11 people had died the last time I checked. But it turns out that there used to be this thing where, or there is this standard practice that's supposed to happen, where uh, the intercate buses should have two drivers. And in this instance, they only had one driver driving that long distance. And obviously, sometimes the drivers have been traveling a long distance the other way. And if that is the case, like I said, I don't know if it's the case, but if that is the case, that is just terrible. And it's such an unnecessary loss of life. And there was another accident today where six people died. There was another accident the other day in which uh, more people have been dying. So we need to be careful about what's happening out there. Another story that made a lot of news this uh, week was, of course, the teacher from St. John's College, uh, one of the the deputy headmasters, coming out as gay. He came out and essentially told the students uh, and told the school that he was coming up with sexuality. And St. John's College have come out and say that they support the teacher and that he's uh, an important member of the staff and so forth. So, yeah, d- I, there's been all sorts of weird reactions. People say, oh, it's un-African and all that other stuff. I don't know. I don't know what's African, what isn't. But I know that laws against homosexuality only entered into our laws when, the, you know, we got colonized. I'm, I don't know what happened before, but I can't prove that it wasn't within our African culture. So so it's, it's at St. John's College, Dr. Neil Hofmeyer, who is the deputy headmaster, sixth form, has come out. And, and I think in one of the things that it says, I'm going to read something that he said. He says, I've always been an intensely private individual, but in recent years, as I have discharged my duties as head of sixth form, I've become increasingly aware that a number of former students who gained the confidence after school to pursue their chosen orientation have reported back to me experiencing an, an environment of intolerance, intimidation and homophobia while they were at school. I have uh, felt increasingly troubled by the, uh, the fact that that was an, an inst- that we as an institution have never openly dealt with trying to curb homophobic behavior and equally failed to provide a safe learning experience for students who may identify as being gay or bisexual to uh, truly flourish and feel accepted. And for me, th- that's a big thing for me. Just looking at that, that. Uh, some kids out there that that are dealing with this sort of identity issues. It's not. I, I don't know if identity issues is the is, is the issue. I think that people who are more knowledgeable about the right terminology, but being able to just be themselves in public, you know, it's and be the honest selves in public. And, and I say to somebody else in a discussion that Dr. Neil Hovelmeyer has not had. For the longest time, what some of the thing that most of his counterparts are able to say, to just simply declare that they love a person and it is known that they can love a person. 
And the weird thing for me is that whenever we talk about issues to do with gay people, the first thing we talk about is them having sex. But when we talk about heterosexuals, it's not the first thing you think about. It's not the first thing you say. Uh, defining them by sexuality, you just call them a person. So I don't know. I, to be honest, it's it's a discussion that it's got to take. It's going to take time. Uh, I don't know that if people are ready to just accept it. But I know from different families that have come across, across the the acceptability within family settings of gay people is not as as terrible as most people think it is. So I'm I'm hoping for the best for uh, Dr. Halvermeyer because I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I, I personally I have my own views on that, but. My own views shouldn't be define the views of everybody. And I don't think anyone has got the monopoly over ideas around how to deal with this. And I can't tell you tomorrow what the country should do uh, because it's such a complex uh, issue. It's got such religious and political implications. But personally, I believe in rights. Okay, but those are my personal beliefs. And just, oh yeah, so just before we take a break, just uh, did you see the big news this week? Uh, that uh, the, there's a new registrar general. Yeah, uh, Tobayo Mdede, who will probably be registered pretty much everybody else, um, 75% of the people in Zimbabwe, has retired. Yeah, he's been replaced by Clemens Masango. Kind of feels weird. Maybe we'll call the new guy Mdede 2.0. <laughs> I said up at the top, uh, I sent out messages to everybody, a, a whole bunch of people uh, on in a book and said, uh, tell me what, we should, what you think we should be talking more about since the elections are done. So what should we be focusing our energy on? Because the election resulted in a situation where people just didn't talk about certain issues anymore. Everything was about ZANU BF, MDC, Nelson Chamisa, Emerson Nangagwa, whatever it is, voters' role and all that other stuff. So what should we start talking more about that we've sort of forgotten to talk about? And one of the things that I had suggested was we should talk more about mental health. And I think people just jumped onto that. But listen to the voices where other people talked about other things. It's Larry, you listen to the Quiddicast. Let's go and let's hear what happened. You can listen to the Quiddicast for free on iTunes or Iono FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Quiddicast with Larry Quiddirai. It's not fearless, just real talk. And now for your feedback, here's what you had to say to Larry. Um, I think uh, you also need to talk about emotional abuse in relationships. It looks as Africans, people just think, oh no, Munakuyema, and things like that. Felix B. here, the African Prince. I think that um, we need to talk about uh, issues of identity, who we are as Africans, our traditions and our cultures, uh, living in a society where our identity is being diluted by so many influences, be it from social media, TVs, magazines, uh, whatever medium it is. Um, we have to graft in issues of identity so that we do not lose 
um, ourselves in this um, sea of um, many cultures, many traditions, and we have to stand out and maintain uh, who we are as a people. I think that as Africans, we need to talk more about the importance of being independent. And many a times people think independence is about colonialists and all of that, but really it's also about the, the mindset that you know you mentioned to uh, how we think and for me it has to do more with what I term amputating the receiving hand because it's a crippling behavior where we just want to beg and when we beg we get into debt and when we get into debt we are like puppets because whoever you get from whoever is giving you money giving you support dictates or shapes the way that you're going to do things so so for me it's more about as we look at shaping africa into how can we be more solution oriented and looking at the inside to to look internally for solutions and not only rush to look at the external who, who can help us who can fund us who can you know but to actually get to a point where as africans we come up with solutions hi larry i feel that mental health and mental illness has been and remains a critical issue in our health sector especially in zimbabwe you know, there are many people who are committing suicide and all we have done in our cultural experience we just say, that's just a bad omen, uh, it's the wrong spirit and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes we, we have forgotten to look at, you know, the signs and symptoms, the background of why someone would actually kill themselves. There are a lot of depressed people out there. You know, the state in which our country is, you know, sometimes it's affecting, it's affecting people in different ways and we actually don't know how each and every person deals with whatever stresses they're going through and yes um, I believe that we need to look at that issue you know in depth research more about it look at issues to do with therapy let's look at how to get over and through with you know this new um, cancer that's killing us it's no longer just about somebody getting physically hurt and you look at um, bruises on someone uh, you know, internally, psychologically, there's a lot that's happening to young, especially young people, and they don't know how to deal with it, and in the end, they're just taking their lives. So I agree with that notion that, you know, let's, you know, let, let it take a lot of precedence in terms of, you know, looking at solutions, how we can help each other out, young people, old people, everybody's going through something that they may not be able to talk about. So it's it's really a noble idea. I feel we need to talk more about mental health problems because it's real, it's happening, and it needs to be spoken about. The myth surrounding it needs to be broken, and there has to be measures that are put in place for those that will be seeking help. You know, like the stigma surrounding it, it's something that someone should be able to talk about freely without being judged or being made to feel some type of way. I mean, the fact that there's lots and lots of suicide stories, attempted suicide stories happening, means that it's high time that, and as a people, we did something about it. It's time we stop looking at it as a quote-unquote white people problem only. We need to talk more about mental health, mental illness, depression, bipolar, those things, and just to open up the debate that as families, 
we can talk about them as friends we can talk about those things to a point where it's no longer a myth to a point where it's no longer um, a degree a disgrace to the nation because you find most people end up dying with depression something that is treatable something that is manageable because they don't know who to talk to and sometimes they may know they may talk to someone but the other person might not know how to deal with it and they end up shutting out that person and the person ends up shutting down so it's those things that people need to talk about how to cope with mental illness as a person how to support how to build support groups and how generally as a nation how we should move forward and increase our knowledge on mental illness Yo, Query, what's good? This is Selatine, your social architect. I think it's a very important issue to address things around depression and mental health. You know, it's very noble to have to say, okay, yeah, we should have all these um, um, psychologists in schools and for people to start like seeking these these uh, services and help early. But the reality is those services are very expensive. They cost an arm and a leg. Not alone, we're not even talking about the drugs, it's just the just the counseling sessions alone. The drugs are a whole nother animal and they cost a lot. And this is gonna open up for problems like drug abuse and just people kind of drug culture where people are now like abusing Xanax and all those other drugs you see like the kids of the day in America abusing. But anyway, um, very interesting to see how we can treat mental health in Zimbabwe. So there you have it, quite a wide range, but I mean, everything started gravitating towards mental illness. And I think a lot of people are getting worried about that. And for me, it's also a thing that came close to me. I've had a couple of people commit suicide in the last, in the last year and coming close to that. There's a lot of depression going around and you know attempts and so forth so that became a low-hanging fruit for me but also people i think people should be openly talking about things being a more sex positive society i think we should now start talking about things we like more than things we don't like i think we should also start talking more about um you know issues to do with the the, the green economy how is it affecting everybody we should talk about laser beams i don't know what I often say is that one of the things we've suffered a lot from in the last couple of years is our ability to imagine. So just your imagination. How do you use your imagination? And more often than not, we've just sort of dumbed down what we think we should be passionate about. So when somebody comes in and says that I, my biggest fantasy, I was watching a comedian who says, oh, what's your sex fantasy? And everybody is sort of like, oh, I want to have two women and so forth. And funny enough, he says, well, my fantasy is I would like a woman with like eight breasts. Yeah. They say fantasy. They didn't say it has to be in the realm of reality. So our ability to imagine has been something that has been affected. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, be given details of how you can get in touch with me. If you want to contribute to this, just have, have a conversation about, yeah, I'll be giving these details right at the end of the show. It's Larry. You listen to The Criticast.
So it is the final part of the critic cast and always, always, always we talk about relationships in this one. The name is Larry. So six topics that I think you should be talking about. Tricky relationship topics that you must have at some point in the relationship and how to answer them. The first one I could talk about is when she says, how many women have you slept with? Uh, your answer could be like, let me count how many people I might decide to dumb that down and say, give a number. And the mistake is to give a number because according to, uh, the, to, to, to experts around this issue, she, what she isn't asking about is how many women you've slept with. What she's asking you is if you've been tested for a sexually transmitted disease. And so when you, whatever you give, whatever number you give, that, that question is not even answered. And of course, if you now got this big number, of course, that is something, uh, so many red flags. So uh, you, you come across and say, I'm not really into keeping score, for example. But uh, if you're worried about STDs, uh, I was tested last month then, or whatever the reality is, whenever you're tested, make sure that you do get tested, by the way. And if it'll make you feel better, I'll see my doctor next week. And then go, be proactive. Uh, the more comfortable she'll be uh, with you uh, in as far as that is when you start proactively giving information. So the next question is the birth control talk. And then she says, did you bring it a condom? And your answer is, why did you go on the pill? <laughs> okay, uh, this is never the answer, okay? You think you're being honest and direct, for example, but you're being selfish, really. Because you're saying, okay, she needs to start keeping track of her cycles for you, and all you're doing is coming for the fun part. But you need to have the conversation, you know, the, you know, uh, to take as an opportunity to share your pre preferences. So maybe, so we're dealing, for example, in this instance is where the couple is in a safe environment, where the people have been tested and so forth. And the worry is birth control and pregnancy. So maybe her idea is not, uh, you know, that, you know, for example, that it might be an issue of preferences. Maybe she doesn't like sex when you're not wearing a condom maybe there's issues psychological issues that are being that are being uh, talked about here maybe it's about types of condoms as well so it gives an opportunity to be open up to be more sex positive in your discussion with your partner then there's the one that's scary when you ask where's this going <laughs> there are two answers that you might give there first one being back off <laughs> you know stop putting pressure on me and and a different answer that I've seen some give is like when you now overshoot. So instead of say simply saying, uh, for example, can, can we talk about this on Saturday? So you want to postpone the discussion. You know, you want to go and have a think and you put your thoughts together. And by the way, would you say I'm going to discuss this with you on Saturday? Make sure you think about it, right? And make sure that Saturday you're ready to have the dis discussion. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to overpromise. No, so many mates have done that. Where you simply now tell her that, yeah, I think it's time to get married. Because you're in a panic. Because you don't want to lose this relationship. Because it's been so comfortable, by the way. So you don't want to lose the current relationship. But you don't want to overcommit either. So what you go with the lowest hanging, hanging fruit, you overcommit. It's a danger, mate. It's a danger. 
But uh, yeah, but as I said, if you get to Saturday, have the discussion. And then there's a sexual desire talk when she simply says, uh, let's snuggle tonight. And your response is, no, why don't you want to have sex? Have a tantrum. Ah. Go on to Twitter. I know some people just got no sense of privacy these days. Just go on to Twitter and say, she doesn't want to have sex. What is going on? And you act like you're you're doing it anonymously. But everybody knows what your problems, your relationship are. Because you're pretty much like Donald Trump. We know what Donald Trump likes to eat and what he likes to do. Probably know how often he moves his bowels based on, the, on, on, on his tweeting times. Because sometimes this guy is tweeting at like three in the morning. And the, the only time you're using your phone at three in the morning is that you've gotten up to take a, take a piss or something like that. So you're probably like sitting in the toilet saying, oh, fake news. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, digression. The way I would answer it is to say, how would you like a massage? Okay, so you're easing your way into it. So she, she'll know what your motive is. But you're putting her pleasure first, okay? So she's more apt to overlook it. And she still wants to, uh, to, to sleep in your arms after all of that. Let her, you know, then maybe wait a, a little bit longer. Initiate the sex a little bit longer. So over that, because the intimacy and, you know, putting her feelings ahead of your own, putting her pleasure ahead of your own. What happens is that they say, it increases uh, things like uh, oxytocin levels, uh, you know, the, 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 the kind of hormones that make it feel more amorous and so forth. It increases those things. So you, you want to go, you want to get involved in, 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 in the whole seductive process. The th- fourth, fifth thing, oh goodness, I need to get through these fast. I'm looking at my timer. The money talk. She comes and says, do you like my new shoes? So she spent money on something. And the first thing you want to do, because money's tight at the moment, I know it is. You really need more shoes? You're asking, do you need more shoes? You just have like 200 shoes and I've got like three. No, she didn't need the pair of shoes. If she needed a pair of shoes, she, she would do things that she needs to do. But what you want to do is you want to first compliment her and tell her that they look great on her. Because the question is, do you like my new shoes? Uh, right? But then... What you want to do is you also want to say, okay, maybe you guys are saving for something, uh, you know, because, uh, but by the way, uh, financial issues result in breakups more often than anything else. So you want to, 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 to caveat and say, maybe you guys are saving for a trip. So you maybe remind her about the trip that, you, that you're saving for, but don't remind her in that snarling manner. It's an, you want to engage, to say, Oh, by the way, I understand there's expenditure that uh, you like to spend on stuff, but you also want to make sure that uh, you know you have the conversation. You know what I mean? And if you haven't agreed on what you're saving for yet, right? Uh, and that money that's going into the shoes is eating into the budget. Maybe you want to then start having the discussion. Is there all right? Our target at the moment is to be able to save this much money, and you know. After saving this amount of money, we'll be able to achieve the thing that we want to achieve together. So you also want to create an environment which you say to her, don't guilt her into the fact that she spent money on shoes. What you want to have, do is to, however, is to make sure that you're planning long-term goals together 
including room for purchase of shoe things like shoes and stuff but you need to be all on the same page in terms of financial obligations you consider and the key thing about that is engaging you don't want to treat anyone like a child like they're independent and that things of that nature so then the final one she says i need some space and your first option is like you know what it's like where it's like essentially you know bye have, have a nice life when she says she needs some space, she's not necessarily dumping you. She wants a few days to herself. So what you want to do is you want to say, take as much space as you need. That's the thing you need to communicate. Chances are she'll clear her head and she'll miss you and end up calling you within a week. And during that time, put your thoughts about the relationship, good or bad, together and put them in a letter. You know, writing it down, what's it going to do is that's going to allow you to gather your thoughts and convey to her how you truly feel. She may not come back running to you, but at least you'll you'll have started the conversation after you've sent the letter. I'm hoping that this helps a couple of people. I, I didn't plan to go. We've gone 10 minutes talking about this, but I'm hoping because I realized coming across a couple of people that there was a lot of this stress that was taking place because of uh, relationship issues. But yeah, that's that for this week's episode of the Criticast. Uh, the name is Larry. Um, just, uh, by the way, just look for EcoCash Cholera Fund. I was failing to get to the internet right now. So to be able to get the Cholera Fund uh, details for you for EcoCash and so forth. But you just go online, just look for the Cholera Fund. It's being run by EcoCash. They've also got a, an app called, or, or something like that, called Kanzatu, Kanzatu, that's being run through Stuart Bank. And don't, I'm not, it's, 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 a, it's a crowdsourcing app and stuff like that. But it, like I said, if there's any other way that you want to help, if you don't trust any of these sources and you know your church is doing something, go use the church and stuff like that and just be involved. I think it's, it's a thing that we need to do just to be more involved in what's happening in our society. But uh, yeah, other than that, I say take care of yourself and the people that you love. I... Uh, yeah, other than that, take care of yourself and the people that you love. Uh, to get in touch with me, uh, just go to, to Larry at 3-mob.com and also on Twitter at Quirirai. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Quirirai or Larry.webdoctor. Yeah, just any of those accounts, just uh, get in touch with me or any any of the other. Or just look for Larry Quirirai on social media. You can get me on LinkedIn, all sorts of platforms. I'm open. Even my Twitter DMs are open. So anyone can DM me on Twitter. And of course, if you want to listen to the Criticast, more information will be provided right at the end of the show. And I did say I'll be having another show at the end, of the, uh, before the end of the week, because I really want to talk about some bullshit, really. But in the meantime, catch me on ZFM Stereo on Monday between 8, 7.30 and 8.30, Tuesday between 8.30 and 9.00 p.m. And on Wednesday between 7.30 and 8.30 p.m. And remember that the Criticast is a three men on a boat publishing production Take care of yourself and the people that you love. And as I always say from where I come from, I see Luis Cervenza. It's been Larry. It's been The Quiricast. Take care of yourself. You can listen to The Quiricast for free on iTunes or IONO FM. And don't forget to subscribe to The Quiricast with Larry Quirirai. It's not fearless, just real talk.